0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership?
1: Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged.
0: Hi, this is James and Terry Craft at the Life Unplugged podcast. And we're excited about being with you today, and we're going to deal with something that we all can connect with, and uh, we're going to work through leading through personal trials.
1: Mm-hmm, that's right. And we've had many trials in our life that we can talk about for sure. I'm sure everyone else can relate as well.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's true. But I think there's a scripture we kind of want to put out there so that people can uh, connect with this and base it upon God's word. And that's in Galatians 6, 9. It says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. And I know that trials many times will push people to a place of just saying, forget it. They throw in the towel. You know, I give up. I just want to move on. Um, and they just literally want to walk away. Mm-hmm. And I know it's so important that as we deal with trials that we don't run away from them, we have to really look at the reality of these trials and be able to move through them. So Mm -hmm. it's important for us to address that today.
1: That's right. And you know, this, this, uh, we've basically come up with six principles, about leading through personal trials. And, you know, this has come out of just our walk in life uh, through our leadership development, our marriage recovery, all of those things. But really in our coaching times with individuals, you know, both for personal development growth and, and also for, for business leadership. But these are principles that really cross over everything. You're right. So what we're going to talk about today, really, you can be sitting listening and you're in pretty much any scenario and these principles will apply,
0: right? Right.
1: So it's pretty broad, but we believe that they're really good principles and yeah, it's going to be fun to unpack them.
0: Well, it's interesting because we've had to really develop these principles through trial by error, right? It's Mm -hmm. like, all right, well this worked, this didn't work. And so we've kind of learned things along the way. Um, but to work through the trials of life, one, you have to be intentional, you know, Mm -hmm. so being intentional about where you're at and what you're doing.
1: Mm -hmm, That's right. And the first one is to be intentional. And, you know, the, the thing is, is that when we go into like a fight, flight, or freeze uh, position, we often just kind of go ballistic. We, we don't, right. we're not thinking of anything rationally. So sometimes we have to, our first goal is, okay, wait, let's be intentional.
0: Right. Yeah. Because what, what happens when we're not intentional, Terry? Um, if someone's going to just back off and not to really address the real issue and um, what happens, what have you seen in, in in your personal coaching?
1: Well, oftentimes when we're not intentional, we just start to kind of do everything. And that's for me as a, a mom. Um, you know, when I have hit the time where I'm a freezer, so life gets really stressful for me, trials, tribulations. I tend to like, all of a sudden just numb up and I'm, and I'm almost just like Eeyore. I just stand there and all of a sudden it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. So then I can get myself into like 10 things. Right. And I'm sure someone can relate to me on that one too, but I am not intentional or I'll, I'll end up doing things and not even know why. Yeah. And then I feel frustrated. Yeah. And I feel kind of hopeless.
0: Right. And, And I'm the kind of person I am. I'm a fighter. You know, so when something like that comes no, up, no, come on now, really? come on now. Uh, but when, <laughs> so when something like that happens, I kind of puff up to ready to fight. But a lot of times, sometimes you don't even know what you're fighting for. That's right. You know, so you can be swinging in the air. You don't even know what you're swinging at. And so you have to be very intentional in that as we work through those trials. Mm-hmm. Well, the second thing is we can look at in this is as leading through um, uh, personal trials is really to connect with accountability.
1: Mm -hmm. That's right. When we, when we try to do things on our own and we're walking like the lone ranger, um, we can be way off, way off base. Just like you said, you're swinging in the wind. And if we don't have somebody who can come alongside of us and say, Hey, this is off. We can do a lot of damage, not only to ourselves, but other people. Right. And if we're going to lead like Christ leads, that's with our family, our marriages, you know, in our, um, business places, the place we work or calling, we have to be accountable to someone Yeah, first and foremost to God, but also to others.
0: Others, Yeah. It's important, you know, cause when we deal with even sin in our own lives too, you know, if we confess our sin before God, God forgives us. But God says in James is that he says, if you confess your sins with one, one another, uh, that's where healing takes place, mm-hmm. you know, so accountability is not just, uh, having surrounding yourself with a bunch of yes men, you know, that, that will agree upon everything you say. Um, if everybody in your life is always telling you yes, and everybody's telling you, Hey, that looks great. And everybody's affirming you all the time without any pushback. You've surrounded yourself with the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, uh, we were working with some, um, uh, very important people in our lives and they told both of us they said, James and Terry, your people pickers off. <laughs> and and the reason they said that is because we surrounded ourselves with a bunch of yes men. Mm-hmm. And they weren't pushing back on us to make us better in who we are. They kept on just enabling us to mm-hmm. keep on doing what we do or did at that time. And so now we're very intentional about putting strong accountability in our lives so that, one, we can ask the tough questions and be asked the tough questions.
1: That's right. That's right. It takes humility. And that's sometimes a hard uh, stance.
0: All right. Well, the third thing is what we look at here is that we um, we need to reframe leadership uh, health. Yeah. And so it, this is something that uh, we have sometimes when we look at leadership, we put sometimes leadership on a pedestal mm-hmm. like they can do no wrong. Um, we know uh, being in leadership uh, most of our lives now is that that's not always true.
1: That's right. Well, you know, and, and we're human. Yeah. We're first and foremost human. And so we are leaders and we have to remember that we have to have health in our leadership. So we have to reframe that sometimes. I know for us, we had spent a great deal of our, you know, leadership developmental years thinking that oh yeah, as a leader, you have to be perfect. Yeah. And if you're not, well, there's something wrong with you. So then you just better shove it down and, and, you know, keep going. Well, we need to be honest and we need to reframe that. That's right. And so we are intentional, uh, to really speak that into the lives of the people that we walk alongside is to, Hey, let's reframe that in your head. Like instead of you saying, gosh, you know what? I'm just not doing well. So I just got to push through and I've got to just do this on my own. It's Know what is health? Yeah. And what are you called to do first and foremost, um, as a disciple? Yeah. As a human being. Do you need physical health? Yeah. Do you need to go to the doctor? Right, do right. Do you need to go to a counselor? Do you need to, you know, do some some you know, self care? Yeah. So we need to reframe that sometimes. Well,
0: it's important, Terry, as we have discovered this along the way, if you don't have margins in your life, and you don't have space for that to take place. Mm-hmm. You're going to just charge through no matter what you're experiencing, because all you can see is the end goal or a destination that you need to arrive at. Mm-hmm. And so it's so important for us to understand is that we have to have margins in life so that we can contemplate and be able to actually ask the tough questions of ourselves and even evaluate what is leadership? What does this mean? I believe that leadership one has to be vulnerable You know, and as as we're looking and following other leaders in our own lives, that we have to see that vulnerability take place and honesty and transparency. If not, they might not be the leader you want to follow, but also how you consider yourself as a leader, you know, because for so long in my life, I never thought that I could actually be that transparent. Mm -hmm. I would be transparent for people to understand "Eh, that guy's really transparent. You know, I can connect with him but to really know the real me, you know, so that's very important for us to come back to that place of what reframing what that leadership looks like in our lives. That's right. Yeah.
1: That's right. And number four is that we really need to resist comparisons. Now that that's the, one of the first things that goes, you know, and hits the fan for me when, especially when I'm looking at social media, it's like, Oh my gosh, look what they're doing. Or, you know, they got to do this or they were elevated and I wasn't, or they right. were, they have favor and I'm not, Oh, you know, and I go into this comparison mode and, and I really have to be intentional to resist comparison when yeah. I am walking through personal trials as a leader, as a mom, as a married um, couple, we, we have to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, our whole world is based upon comparison, mm-hmm. you know? So when we turn on the TV, we look at what normal is, but it's not normal. (laughs) And so we really have to have a baseline. What is our baseline of what real is and what is normal? And I want to encourage everyone who's listening here is really question your baseline. Where are you getting that baseline of what normal is? If not, you're going to compare yourself to everything else in the world today you know like uh, it says in the word of god it says you'll be tossed um like the the mm-hmm. the waves like the wind That's the right. wind wherever the wind blows you you're going to go each way we need to be steadfast anchored into what we believe so that there's not a comparison game that we play mm-hmm. you know and this can happen in the church. This can going to happen in our neighborhoods. This can going to happen in the schools and in, in the business and so on and so forth. And we got to be anchored into who we are and what we believe.
1: That's right. That's right. And the fifth thing is that we need to address com- our competitive side and our performance issues, hmm. which is very similar to comparisons. But you know, sometimes we take it to like the next level and it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to let someone beat me and I'm not going to, to look as if I'm, you know, not moving forward here in some way. So, so I'm just going to throw out of the door, that transparency, that humility I'm going to, you know, just be just pushing through in that competitive and that performance
0: issue. Well, Sarah, I think that's something you and I have talked about often when we go out and speak, um, you know, because that, that was my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I always was very competitive in my, in my life from school athletics and even just in ministry and personal relationships, because i thought if i can do better and i can achieve more then i would be accepted more or loved more and so it was very transactional and so and i believe that many of us in trials that we think that if i if i can just do more or if i can look better than the person next to me then i will be accepted and i can actually overcome what i'm facing um i remember when i was young uh there was a at a stage of around 12 years old i made a vow that I would never lose again in what I did. Now, there was a competitive side to me just naturally. I'm a natural competitor. uh, But I really drove myself to a place where that became an obsession Mm -hmm. that I had to be the best or I had to be right. You know, I had to prove what was right. And I could be honest, I think it's kind of obnoxious. <laughs> and so I was obnoxious, you know, and I think that's something that we have to be really compa- really be sensitive to. In that is that what am I, what's my motivation in this, Mm -hmm. you know, and why do I feel like I have to do that? That's right. You know, so.
1: Well, and that really is, is really counterproductive to a very collegial world that we live. We, we, we're really into, to working as a team now in a lot of the, um, the corporations and the leadership styles. And so you can't do that. If everybody's in this competitive transactional mode, you've, you've got to be able to let that, that go. Right. And so we have to be able to be, you know, uh, aware of that? Well, you
0: know, I was told once to my life, you know, James, if you get to the finish line or the destination of where you're trying to get to and you look behind you and you see a bloody mess because you ran over people, you used people and all of a sudden you get there in world record speed. Mm -hmm. You failed. That's
1: good. Because
0: the key was, is to bring others along with me in that process so that we can finish the race together, not alone. You know, and that's where, you know, even in Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse nine, uh, we use the scripture a lot because it's kind of a um, motto of ours is that two are better than one. That's right. And if we don't keep that mindset of that, we have to do this in team, then what's going to happen is we're going to get there alone and right. it might not be the goal that God has for you. So in the trials, a lot of times we push people away, correct? And then we kind of push people away because we feel insecure, we feel threatened or whatever. Uh, well, this is where the Lord says, I want you to come and bring others along with you in this process. So that is not the comparison game going on.
1: That's really good. And the last one is we need to give ourselves permission to ask for help. Now, this goes along with obviously our um, connecting with accountability but you know, it's really funny. This really hits me in a really personal way. I can remember a long, long time ago. I, should, I say, keep saying "long, long, long" because you know
0: we're just so old. I'm telling you.
1: <laughs> but I was actually um, I was pregnant with my third, and I was on bed rest, and um, you know I had gone through uh, quite a few different um, miscarriages, and there it was just it was really traumatic for a couple of years there. And I, I, we got, we were pregnant with grace and, um, I had to be on some blood thinners that, you know, I had to get a shot every day. And I'm very thankful that, that you helped me with that James, <laughs> because I was chicken and I didn't want to give myself a shot. Um, but I had to be on bed rest and it was really an interesting time in my life. And I've, I've made a lot of discoveries through that time, even just looking back on it. But I had to ask for help. And it was one of the first times I've really had to in a really vulnerable way. I literally could not do any housework and I could not pick up my kids from school. I was allowed one drive outside of our house and I was allowed to like do very menial things around the house. But other than that, I had to call upon help. Well, that just happened to be when you were traveling sometimes two weeks, three weeks out of a month. Um, in, uh, our denomination. And so I was like, w- w- what am I supposed to do now? And so it was really interesting because I had to humble myself yeah. and allow someone to help me. Yeah, And we had these wonderful neighbors that basically said, Oh, we're helping you, and so they get a whole list of women and men, and they said, "Okay, so and so's coming over once a week to do this. Somebody's coming coming over to vacuum your house. Someone's doing your laundry." I can remember crying in my bed, going. (laughs) God, someone's going to come over and do my laundry. Now, it sounds like an awesome thing, but it was really, I was embarrassed. Yeah. Like, oh, but it's not clean. It's not good. And then it was, you know, someone had to come and help make meals. And when you were traveling, who was going to help me with my shod? (laughs) And I mean, people stepped up and, you know, it taught me that I really needed help. Yeah. But the Lord had to kind of nudge me into that, you know, through just a season of trial to be able to say, yeah, I can't. I can't do this on my own. And, and what I really found out in that time was I found out the power of community Yeah, and community changed my life. Yeah. And then when, when I went through even a bigger trial years later, even when we were walking in our you know, monumental trial, it was like, yes, I remember I can ask for help. That's right. And it changed my life. Yeah. And sometimes in leadership we can forget that. Yeah. We need help.
0: That's right. You know, Terry for, I'm going to speak for the guys. Oh, first of all, when people did our laundry, it was awkward because they're holding <laughs> our underwear and everything, it you know, but it, it was so, if you look back at it, it was so good to be able to come alongside and have others come alongside of us. You know, those who are in leadership, maybe your mom or a dad, um, business owner, a pastor or whatever you are, sometimes it's kind of hard to ask for help because in our world today, when we, we kind of use, um, Asking for help is we kind of connected to weakness mm-hmm. that you can't do it on your own, you know? And so, um, I really believe that today is something that we just need to address because so many people are afraid to ask for help because they think they're, that means they're weak in their leadership or they're weak and, uh, the, what they can do and, and they're not able or capable. And that is such a lie. That's right, And so, and I, I'd say right now, I've been trapped in that for many years of my life, you know, and now I look at it and say, no, we have to ask for help. You know, if it's asking for somebody to help do you, um, some part of your finances and be vulnerable to look at your finances, well then do so. Mm-hmm. Or even how your physical health or even your business structure or family structure and how you do, how, how you parent your own kids, yeah. you know? And so, but many people look at that as a point of being needy. And it's not being needy to need something. That's right. And so,
1: and you know, one thing it really taught me, um, and 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 again, I was sort of forced into this. I'm 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 talking about it as if I was completely aware of what was going on at the time, but looking back at it, what I was afforded was was a measure of time, um, kind of some space to connect with some things that I hadn't before. And and what's really neat is that because I couldn't drive around like a crazy mom, you know, in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. I sat there on my bed with my other young, you know, two that were already, you know, uh, here cuz this was our third, and I I did puzzles and we read books and we looked in each other's eyes. And I'm telling you there's some very special things that happened in the midst of a trial being on bed rest. Yeah. And just praying to God that you know this pregnancy was going to go all the way through and and watching my friends do my my housework and being dependent on someone else, all of a sudden I, I I stopped kind of thrashing around like a baby in a, in a crib um, because I was fighting against it. And I, yeah. and I sort of leaned into it and all of a sudden what, what stared back at me was relationship. Yeah. And all of a sudden I, I saw this precious little, you know, three-year-old that I was seeing across from who just wanted my time. Yeah. And it was so precious. And then I had friends who would just sit there with me and we'd talk and, it was vulnerable, it was honest and in in the midst of, of, of just kind of a weird time. Yeah. And sometimes we we forget that in order to be good leaders, we have to have this element of relationship. We have to have this element of, you know, discipleship and humanity. And we we need these principles in order to help us, you know, to walk that out.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want to remind you, there's, there's, we wrote down six things. You can think about this, um, as you're driving in your car or, or sitting at home, you know, versus you have to be in, be intentional. Okay. The second is you need to connect with accountability. It's mm-hmm. vital. The third is to reframe leadership health. What does that look like? And what is it? What is the baseline there? Okay. And, and what, where are you, where are you drawing that from? Um, the third thing, the fourth thing is, is resist comparison, you know, mm-hmm. from other people and other things. And the fifth is address competitive side, your competitive side and performance issues in your life. And then the last one is to give yourself permission to ask for help, Mm -hmm. which is so, so good. good. It's a healthy place to be. You know, I want to share that scripture one more time because I know we kind of just introduced it through the scripture. But to hear it one more time now after hearing all those six principles, it might be really good for us to end our podcast through this scripture in Galatians six, nine, it says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up mm. and we're not called to give up in the worst of trials. God right. says, trust me in this. I'm going to lead the way.
1: That's right. That's right. And if, it, if anybody's out there and they are walking through trials, you know, our encouragement is, yeah, don't give up and, and, you know, use these principles, give yourself permission to use these principles. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, sometimes to be able to um, to to s- just look in the mirror and say, yeah, I need some help. That's right. I need to be intentional about my time, and and maybe I am spending too much time on social media and comparing, and yeah. and you know just those things of insecurities. So, we just encourage you. We have walked that road before, and we continue to. We're yeah. human. We have to employ these as well. So That's right. Be encouraged. Yeah. That's our word for today. Be encouraged. Don't give up.
0: Well, we want to encourage you, if you have any more, uh, if you need more resources or you want to connect with us directly, just go to jamesandterrycraft.com. You can go straight there, spell it out, jamesandterrycraft.com. You can go straight to there and you can connect with us on our message board and now come straight to our phones, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, If you need personal coaching in some of those areas and you feel like you're stuck within a trial, um, that's what we do. We help those who are stuck you know, in their marriages or their personal lives. And, and we would love to help you through that process. And we, uh, you can inquire through our website on that. Um, but we want to encourage you to keep moving forward. Um, sometimes it's, it's okay not to be okay. It's just not okay to stay there. Yeah. And so we are thankful that you joined us here at the life unplugged podcast. And we look forward to being with you next time. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.